Welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 108. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. How's it going? Very good, thank you, Jimbo. How are you? Yes, good, thank you. Um, You're in fancy dress. I can see you're in fancy dress. Well, I've, just got, I've got a Christmas jumper on. This is a Christmas really, jumper. Yeah, a, well, that's not a Christmas jumper. That's, Wait, it's just come dressed as a Christmas tree. It's just big, that's all. Well, it's got a hood on it. He's got a star on the top. That's, if that's a Christmas jumper, it's quite... I mean, how, how far down does the jumper go? Oh, it goes right to the floor, and I've even got... Um, I mean, I can't show you now, because I'm not wearing them, and there's no point in wearing them on this episode. But I've even got Christmas present feet to go with it. Christmas present shoes. Uh, I did actually walk round in Asda with this on. It's kind of become a tradition to do my stupid over-the-top Christmas fancy dress jumper thing and walk round at the Asda at, at this, while I've got it and, and just but try and completely be normal. I don't make don't make a scene, just go in, do my shopping. Uh, I, I, I just find it hilarious that, that <laughs> just to try and be as normal as possible. Jimbo. Someone stopped and asked her what I was dressed as and I said Christmas bush. Jimbo, take it from me. You will never be normal. <laughs> uh, anyway, this episode is entitled "Christmas Time: Cheese and Wine" because we, you know, we always start with a, a like a you know a parody song, don't we? So, uh, and I'm going to be going off this uh, you know Christmas party Tory Downing Street thing for for a while now. Uh, but you're kind of rumbling on into it because there was another picture that was found. Uh, more cheese and wine involved, so I thought, well, let's just have a let's have an, and we can make this one Christmassy as well. Okay, so are you ready for it? Yeah, but well, it's Christmassy anyway, isn't it? What do you mean? Well, you're doing mistletoe and wine. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I've cho- I've, yeah. we could have a Christmas song because it's our oh, Christmas right, episode, technically. I thought you were making. I thought you were converting the song into oh, no. a Christmas song. No, it's already Christmassy. Yeah, yeah taking off Cliff Richard mistletoe and wine. Here we go. Christmas time, cheese and wine. They're taking the piss, they're laughing at us Breaking their own rules and we've had enough Then they'll tell us silly lies Like they're in a meeting cause they're in suit and ties It's meeting time, bring your cheese and wine Bring your wife and have a good time You don't need your laptops, there's plenty of cheese We're all wearing suits so it's not a party While some were dying, Boris was lying We can't be trusting when they are deceiving The NHS was on its arse while the government parted it's a big massive farce meeting time bring your cheese and wine bring your wife and have a good time you don't need your laptops there's plenty of cheese we're all wearing suits so it's not a party Meeting time, bring your cheese and wine, bring your wife and have a good time, you don't need your laptops, there's plenty of cheese, we're all wearing suits so it's not a party, it's definitely not a party.
There you go, Christmas time, cheese and wine. Uh, you like that one, Fisher? Um, better than the original, but that's not really saying much, is it? <laughs> is the bad thing about this recording that you had to listen to Cliff Richards sing the original one on a few occasions just to get the words and all that sort of stuff? Nah, I don't have to do that. Just know off the art, don't I? Because I'm a big Cliff fan. Well, not really. One saw Cliff Richard, you know. I've probably told you that story before, haven't I, where I saw him walk past me. It was my first, pretty much one of my first days working in my new job at the uh, Sheffield Hallam University. And uh, he walked past me near on his mm. way down sort of Fargate sort of thing towards the moor. And a bloke next to me just sort of stood there gobsmacked as he walked past. And he, he turned around and said to me, he was a spitting image him, weren't he? Like, <laughs> uh, it was actually him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he was, I think he was performing or something at the City Hall, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the club. That's probably the most famous person I've probably got within quite close distance to. Sir, so, is it night, isn't he, Sir Cliff Richard? Uh, I think so, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, well done. So, are we going to do. Oh, should we do. Oh, let's do breaking news. <laughs> Anything to tell us? I think we should probably talk about fantasy football, should we? Uh, should we not? Um, do we have to? Obviously been a, sorry, well, it's been a very difficult time. I, I, I don't know if... I can't remember when we last recorded the podcast. Two weeks ago, wasn't it? So, obviously, you've been under a bit of pressure. I tweeted um, that, particularly given the tight uh, outcome in the Formula One, uh, that the points tally at, at that particular point in time was uh, massively weighted in my favour, to the extent that uh, I was winning by... Uh, 15 victories to one, I think, uh, with one draw. And then, obviously, there's a lot of games have been COVIDed off, unfortunately, haven't there? It might actually have been 14 at that point. But there's, there's a lot of games have been COVIDed off, so you use your free hit in your gym bag. Well, I, I, I don't understand how I looked at everyone else's teams afterwards and not many other people had used their free hits. I don't know how they'd still managed to get some decent... T- you didn't use yours, did you? No, I didn't use my free hit, which obviously put me at a massive disadvantage. How did that happen, though? How did you manage to use your free hit and still have all but one player in your first 11? Uh, Well, I've managed to pick the vast majority of players that weren't, by chance, hadn't been covered off on that particular week. Well, basically all my players had gone. But, in fairness, there will be a week when you get the benefit of players playing two game weeks. Yeah. So, obviously... The fact that you used your free hit and had a full choice of anyone available <laughs> with full knowledge means that you were obviously bound to beat me. <laughs> and the final score was I scored 67 points and you scored 34. Uh, you can't look, you can't look at my team and say, look, uh, that I deserve better than that. But it's just the way the cookie crumbles, isn't it, with fantasy football? It's not um, fair. I thought I, were yeah. un- I, thought I were going to nail it this week. Uh, you were a bit unlucky. I mean, you, you selected Phil Foden as captain and he didn't, get even, he didn't even get on the pitch. No, he went Probably in the squad, either. was he? I think he was uh, in trouble, weren't he, for having a night out or something like that. Partying, I believe. Yeah. Actually, talking about football, um, can I try and say something uh, that makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about? In fact, the slight problem is I don't know what I'm talking about. Go on, then. But yeah, I was it, yeah. Did you watch the footy last night, Jim? Uh, uh, no, I didn't. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, Arsenal are playing. Arsenal against uh, against old uh, Sunderland. AFC Sunderland, I think that's actually called. Okay. Yeah, Arsenal Sunderland. Watch the, watch the footy, Arsenal Sunderland. Was it Carling Cup, was it? Or whatever they call it these days? Uh, Car- Carabao. Car- Carabao Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was that. Um, it's intrigued that um, Arsenal had got a, a debutante playing from Charlie Patino, 18 years old. He All scored. Right. 
tell you what, I think tell you what, Jimbo, I think he's going to be a fantastic player. Him play for England and everything. Might might not be one of the best players that you've ever seen. Right? You think so? Oh, I think that might. Oh, is that just that an opinion? Happen, I was so. waiting for some sort of joke. <laughs> no, no, I think we might just play that back in three years' time when it turns out that I was possibly right, or potentially he'll not and it'll be rubbish. We can completely forget that conversation. Can, happened. Yeah, we can play it when Sheffield Wednesday sign him uh, on a free transfer yeah. uh, to go into the development squad in a few years or something like that. Yeah, we'll if he comes a new Francis Jeffers. Yeah, we'll play it back then. Uh, so breaking news for me: uh, not anything in particular. I don't think. Nothing really. I hit 100 episodes on the Ale and Audio podcast. Oh, yeah. I saw you had a, a Christmas party. Did, yeah. Yeah. With the Ale, Ale and Audio people. Yes, I did. I mean, we've done 108 episodes, Jimbo. Where's our Christmas party? I mean, I'm, this, I'm this ready is, for a Christmas party. Look, I've got a pork pie here. This is our Christmas party now. And, and on that, do you want to have, do you, should we open his drinks while you tell us what your breaking news is, if you've got any? Um, breaking news is I had my booster jab. Oh, good on you. Um, and I would highly recommend everyone getting a booster. Uh, it is the best defence to stop the spread of negative yeah. publicity against Boris Johnson. <laughs> of um, course. Sorry. <laughs> negative. It's the best defence against the Omicron uh, vac- um, variant of COVID, uh, which is spreading widely. We've now got over 100,000 cases per day, which is obviously not very good. Um, I was intrigued. I don't, well, I don't know if you want to talk about your jab status, Jimbo, but yeah, I've had, uh, I've had all three jabs. And uh, on this occasion... I believe the person who was jabbing me maybe took it a little bit too literally and basically just stabbed me in the arm <laughs> uh, with the needle. Well, when I wasn't quite ready, and she said, oh, you're done? I said, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Yeah, you're meant to have your arm all floppy, aren't you? And it was all kind of tensed up just on the side. And I don't think I'd, did, you go in all, did you go in all stiff again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> happens every time. Every time I'm around a nurse. Right, okay. Um, so that was that. No, not, I... the, not the most enjoyable of... Um, not, not not the most enjoyable prick I've ever felt in me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got my booster, uh, which is great because uh, I can now see over the steering wheel. Um, but I've got my I've got my jab booked in for <laughs> for the ninth of January, and I keep getting pestered to do it earlier. Um, which I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do it earlier because it's got too close to Christmas, and I'm I'm planning on being very careful over Christmas anyway. I'll get I'll I'll go and get my jab afterwards rather than risk having it and then. You know, I'm already ill, as you can hear. I've I've got a bit of a I'm a bit under the weather, so I don't kind of want to tip myself over the edge uh, at Christmas. So I've got mine booked in for straight after Christmas anyway. So I'll be there, getting jabbed, getting stiff, or being floppy. Sorry, as I should as you should we should do yeah. for the old jab in the arm, and I'll I'll hopefully get it a bit bit easier than you did. Hope so. Yes. Yeah. So there we are. So, so what are you drinking, Jimbo? So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've struggled really to I've just. I try, I try and find a beer that's a bit different, you know, that's kind of reflects what we do on the show, or who me and you are as people. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've not really been that successful again. So I've got this kind of Jimbo from uh, Purity uh, Brewing Co. <laughs> uh, have, you got a, have you got a beer with your name on it, Fisher? Not unless I changed my name, I haven't, no. <laughs> so this... So, uh, it, has that been brewed especially for you? No, it hasn't been brewed. I, f- I think people do might think that because of my interest and my podcasting and so on. But no, it's not especially for me. Uh, it's it's actually named after Purity Brewing's uh, co-founder, Jim Minkin, who sadly passed away earlier in the year. And these beers are kind of to attribute to him, but also raise some money for uh, pancreatic uh, cancer 
uh, as well, pancreatic cancer and stuff like that as well. So there's a you know there's a bit of a charity thing. I got three actually sent to me from someone on Instagram because I couldn't get hold of them. I've been trying to get hold of them for a while, but I couldn't find them in our bottle shops. Uh, someone said, "Oh, I'll send you them." So I got two of these, and I got another one called Big Jim. So which I think is even more accurate, of course, to yeah. describe me. Uh, what's, the, what's the beer like? Uh, it's not. I've had one cans already. This is the second one I'm gonna have. It's a it's a it's a best. Are you ready for this? It's a best bitter, but it's not just a best bitter. It's the very best bitter. Oh, and great bloke, real character. Apparently, that bit was written on uh, just before they yeah. sent it me, though. So yeah, what have you got, um, Fisher? Uh, King, I'm, I'm Kingfisher. Spanish... Kingfisher. It's not Kingfisher. No. Oh. I'm on some Spanish lager. Mahu is it called? I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced. That's, but, your, middle, that's uh, your middle name, though, isn't it? Chris Mahu Fisher. Chris Chris moves Chris. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I've tried to say Christmas then Christmas here now. Doesn't quite work, does it? Uh, yeah, Spanish lager available in supermarkets. And I think the same brewer that makes San Miguel, I think, isn't it? Is it? Um, it's a very pleasant lager, of which they are currently selling two crates for £20 in the, Arga, uh, in the, in the Asda. And as a result, I've kind of bought some crates of them and I found it rather nice. So I'm going to continue to drink a bit of it where I can over this festive period. Good stuff. So, have, you, have you finished work for uh, for Christmas yet? Uh, as of today, yes, I have done. So I am off to I'm off to a pantomime. That's this is me breaking. It. I'm off to a pantomime tomorrow. Oh no, you are. Oh yes, I am. Uh, should we just do that for the next hour? Is that enough? Is that yeah. enough good content? Is Actually, it? To be fair, I know someone went to a pantomime yesterday, yeah. uh, and they have to travel quite a bit to get to the pantomime. Back now, was train journey. Yeah, uh, got towards close to the venue and got a message saying that the pantomime had been cancelled due to COVID issues. So, oh, which pantomime was that? Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. It was pantomime in Salford. Oh, that's all right. It won't be the same one then, hopefully. So yeah. the uh, the the main ca- the the sort of big celebrity in it is uh, the lady from Benidorm who was a swinger in Benidorm, and she's also in One Foot in the Grave. And I think she plays. Um, she played Pippa in One Foot in the Grave, I think. Didn't which she? is Angus um, Deaton's character's yes. wife. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what her name is um, off the top of my head. Yeah, I only know her as Pippa from One yeah. Foot in the Grave. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching, um, not watching the pantomime, walking past the adverts for the pantomime a few years ago, and it had got hate from steps in it, hadn't it? Uh, in the in the one in Sheffield, I think it might be Jack and the Beanstalk. But I don't think he wants to be called hate from steps anymore because you know he wants to probably be known as a bit of a breakout star. And his his real name is Ian Watkins, isn't it? Oh yeah. Which is uh, uh, not not ideal, is it? Because there's another famous singer, well, now infamous singer, with the yes. same name. Also called Ian Watkins, who's, uh, I believe, currently in prison um, for various um, unspeakable crimes and uh, may spend as long as possible in prison. And, uh, yeah, it was quite, not amusing, but it was quite interesting that a lot of the adverts basically said on them, Ian Watkins, then... It, Massively underneath. That's hate from steps. <laughs> to make sure that people were quite fully aware it wasn't the one that's currently in prison. You think if anything, hate from steps might go, you know what? I think I might stick with hate from steps now if that's yeah. all right. You know, and it's not, you know, it's worse because he's he's probably, I mean, would you'd say the other Ian Watkins was probably more, more well known, would you say? Maybe more established. I mean, he's certainly is more well known now, but that's that's for infamous reasons, I suppose. So yeah, yeah, you thought you might have stuck with it, or, or got a new stage name or something. Yeah, different letter. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But then people might also think he's he's the bad guy from um, Line of Duty. 
Yeah. You know, or so, because or... H, H obviously is the, the, the sort of mysterious unknown officer in line of duty, no spoilers and all that. So he can't win, it... can he? He can't win. He can't stick with that name because he's a bad guy. Because to, if he's H, he's, he's, a, he's a corrupt copper on line of duty. He can't win. He can't win. Wouldn't have been a great twist. I mean, I've, I've never watched Line of Duty, which I know it's a great tragedy. Very much, very much sets me apart uh, from a lot of other people who have watched Line of Duty. But wouldn't have been a great twist because didn't they kept keep referring to H? Yeah. As but not actually kind of who it is, but kind of this person as H. Wouldn't have been great if in the final episode when it revealed who the character was, it was just H from Step, <laughs> and he said, "You know, come on." It was quite obvious. I mean, they were actually calling him by by name. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I did not figure that one out. Well, if you you, you might obviously if you've you haven't seen Line of Duty, um, then you if you if you saw that Led by Donkeys video that was quite cleverly put together, the big screen pulling up outside uh, the Scotland Yard was it? Um, hmm. Because they obviously refusing to investigate anything to do with these alleged parties. Well, not alleged, we know they happened, don't we? Uh, <laughs> um, pretty much. Uh, but like, yeah, they played the video. It's, it's actually the voice of of the sort of head of the police department who investigate yeah. corrupt officers and all that kind of thing. So that's uh, why they did it. But anyway, what intrigues me a little bit is they sort of said, "Oh, yeah, we can't investigate this crime." It's, it's like, well, you had a policeman stood on the door at the front of the tent down the street. Why don't you ask him? <laughs> why don't you just ask the, ask the cat? Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I might have something about the cat later. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. So it's your show and tell, Fisher. Our show and tell. And it's got a Christmas theme to it. Um, so this yeah, kind of the show and tell thing, I suppose, is maybe this Christmas jumper, albeit it's not actually this Christmas jumper, but it's about Christmas. Okay. And we're very nearly, we're on. We're recording this on the 22nd of December. And in two days' time, it will be Christmas Eve. And I'm trying to regale um, stories of yesteryear on Christmas Eve. And what happened to me on a Christmas <laughs> Eve recently? Was it? On Christmas Eve, 2011, I accidentally donated an extra £80 to That's charity. That's not recently. How? Well, recently-ish. Yeah, it's a Christmas Eve story, isn't it? <laughs> um, in Christmas Eve, 2011, I accidentally donated an extra £80 to charity. However, I tried to pass it off that I did it on purpose and people thought I was quite generous. <laughs> or, on Christmas Eve in 2017, I had a near-death experience when purchasing my breakfast. Oh, okay. Um, so first of all, then let's go to the charity one. So where yeah. was you, where was you giving money to charity? I'm guessing it was some sort of card payment, and you'd accidentally tapped. Oh, well, it was 2011 yeah. though, so it was a long time ago to be giving they, they, card. They did pay- have they did have cards back in those. Yeah, days. but were they was, doing things like op- charity donations then, or where, where it was, was an you? Online payment. An online payment. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of it was at work, uh, sort of. And uh, do you send Christmas cards around work? No. Okay. Do you do anything to kind of make good the fact you don't send Christmas cards? Do you, do you, I suppose what I'm saying is, do you donate money to charity instead of sending a Christmas card? No. No, no, okay. we do. We do really. We do really. We had, we had, in in previous years we'd had like uh, like Christmas bauble things that you stick up and you, it's like a you know so much money per bauble to stick up and write a message onto someone in the team sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was similar to make. I was going to make a charity donation. I was going to make two charity donations, actually, of £10 um, to two charities. And 
Uh, and, and what some people do is they did a charity donation. They got an email saying, thank you very much for your generous donation to charity. Um, you know, instead of sending a Christmas card, please forward this round to your email, uh, to your colleagues and say, you know, I haven't made a, um, I haven't got any Christmas cards, but I've made a donation to charity in our name. Hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and all that sort of stuff. Well, I meant to donate £10 to two charities. However, on the first charity that I donated to, uh, instead of putting £10, I accidentally put 100 and donated £100. Right. Um, and I was, well, I mean, you can make your own mind up. Was I delighted to have done some good work for charity, or was I livid at the fact that I'd accidentally given I, my money I th- away? I think to... he was furious. Did you say what, what charity it was that you donated it to? Uh, it, well, I was going to donate to two charities, which were the Sheffield Children's Hospital and Cancer Research. Um, however, when making my donation to the Sheffield Children's Hospital, I overpaid, and so sadly that meant that uh, Cancer Research didn't get any of my money on that occasion. But Sheffield Children's Hospital got an extra, they got 10 times as much than they were intended. You, you, so could, I, you I, could technically be asked to become an ambassador. Um, no, I just... <laughs> Good to be nice, isn't it? In general, you know, just something I did ten years ago. So, so this was 2011. So this was at at work when this happened, or on a work's due? Did you say? Oh no, it was at work when it happened. It was it was the morning of Christmas Eve. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the same at your place, but um, yeah, and everything was silent except for the mouse or something like that, and Fisher tapping into the uh, card payment machine or whatever it was. Yeah, well, it was just online, online payment. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it's the same as yours, kind of, you, you kind of work the morning and the afternoon you tend to kind of get it off and travel to wherever you need to travel to and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I was rushing around a bit. I've got a suitcase of going out for Christmas, um, and various other things. And yeah, accidentally thought, I'm not going to Christmas cards for anyone. Um, it's probably not expected, but nonetheless, I'll do the charity thing that everyone else is doing. And I'll just email around everyone saying, there we go. I've donated 10 pounds to this charity, 10 pounds to that charity. And there we go. I was going to say, did anyone suffer that year um, because of that payment? Did you then cut down on someone else's Christmas presents to make it back? But I suppose it was Christmas Eve, so you'd probably already sorted it. But no, I was due to go out and buy my presents shortly afterwards. No, no, I, we were all, there was no effect on anyone else. I, mean, I suppose without being too funny about it, but it didn't kind of, it didn't materially affect my financial position. Um, but yeah, it kind of meant I did a, a bit of good and also kind of, Ended up with a reputation of being quite generous off the back of it. Uh, okay. Uh, there are a couple of people email back saying that's very generous. That's very nice. <laughs> and I sort of said that's just like the way I am, you know. I didn't sort of say, yeah. I meant to you got back after Christmas time. and the management had said, "Oh, we're paying him too much." Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was um, okay. I, just, I, I think I sent an email sort of saying, you know, it's a, a, a big up a bit more, yeah, you know, kind of it's charity very close to my heart and all this sort of stuff, as opposed to just yeah, you know, oh, I just giving it to this. So you didn't ask for a refund? Well, I thought about it, but I thought that would be a bit, <laughs> a bit mean, basically. Wouldn't it? Yeah, so I gave you too much. I'm really sorry. Can I have some of it back? I know you might have already allocated that to some sick children and trying to do something, and you know, you're probably trying to, you know, apply for me to have, give have them you an be, OBE. Or have you read like to that. the Have you read to the children's hospital to try and get your money's worth, trying to get on some yeah. of the machines and stuff? Yeah, I started. I started going in there and like unplugging a couple of machines and things, just trying to save on electricity, just to try and you know <laughs> even things back out again. Uh, okay, so the next one then is, just remind me. Um, it is, on Christmas Eve in 2017, I had a near-death experience when purchasing my breakfast. So the first thing to ask then is what breakfast were you ordering and where? Uh, I was ordering uh, from Beres. 
Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's the famous. Um, Generally, I think it's only a Sheffield thing, isn't it, Berry, Berries? Uh, berries, how do you say it? I believe so. I think there's about 10, 12 branches of Berries. Um, they make pork sandwiches and that are very popular in the Sheffield area. But they also do breakfast sandwiches. They do, um, yeah, they do sausage sandwiches, bacon sandwiches, bacon and egg, sausage and egg. None sausage of which bacon, I can eat sausage anymore. And bacon, egg, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, none of um, which so I can. I can't have a berries anymore. Gonna have, I've had to kiss goodbye to it, unless they do a meat, fake meat alternative. Yeah, did you? It's pretty much meat free now. All, all completely now. Completely now. Since, since the start of October. Yeah. How, how do you feel doing that? Do you, Sometimes I'm right, it's, it's, sometimes I think you know what I could smash a berry sandwich right now when you talk mm. about it, but no, it's all right. I'm finding some good alternatives, so yeah, sticking with it. Um, but back to you and you ordering your. So I, I noticed the other day as well when I drove through Hillsborough, there's quite a lot of be- berries in Hillsborough. In fact, at one point there's two, there's one across the road from each other. <laughs> it's like really odd. It's, it's just, there's as many berries in Hillsborough as there is Greggs in Barnsley. Um, so. Yeah, I, why? Why was it? What was so dangerous about this berry sandwich that nearly caused you to die? Well, it wasn't the sandwich itself. Was it a slippery um, it floor? Was, it, was, it was the it was the act of getting it and going to get it. So, was the floor slippery? Um, not really, but I fell over in the middle of a busy road. Oh, where was this? It was outside the Beres branch. Uh, Chapel Town, the local branch. 2017, yeah, 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 I love that, I love that. I think it was there then. So, yeah, so I know it's busy roads there, two roundabouts in very close proximity. I mean, mm. what, well, what day was it? Oh, it was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. The whole point in the story, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see it being busy, but I can't see, tra- what time was it in the morning? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, probably mm. about sometime between, I would have thought, 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. It's a busy road, but traffic doesn't tend to go too fast because it's very busy, busy. So busy that well they have they have Asda wagons there and stuff they have yeah um, yeah well it, it was <clears throat> it was between the two roundabouts and I tripped what happened was I was going across the road um, and I caught my foot on the curb and you know that thing where sometimes you try to kind of keep running because you don't want to fall <laughs> over sort of did that but guess what happened you fell over fell over <laughs> and landed flat. In the middle of the road, outside the Berres, uh, my life flashed before my eye. I was unable it, to stop myself. It could have been worse. You could have had the Berries sandwich in hand, and your Berries sandwich could have taken, uh, could have been flattened. That would have been, been, that'd been worse. What would have been worse if the car was coming the other direction and it had hit me straight away, and I would have been completely and utterly powerless in relation. I still to think that. I still think a squash Berries is probably worse than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might be. I'm glad to think my life is not as important as that of a Berries sandwich. Did, did you have any? And, and you're vegan as well. <laughs> so are you vegan or vegetarian? Sorry. Vegetarian. Vegetarian. Did, but nonetheless. Did, did, did you have, did you go, I mean, this is irrelevant to whether the story is true or not, but uh, did you have crushed bits of um, crackling on it? So that's what, I, that's what I did like about berries. It, were like, it wasn't big bits of crackling, it was like the crushed up bits, wasn't it? No, it just had little bits of gravel in it instead, yeah. actually. Yeah, if I'm falling over uh, the no, road. No, I, I, I don't have crackling on my pork okay. sandwiches. Apple sauce. I don't know. What, I, I don't yeah. even know. Do you, have, it do you have any pork on your on your on your pork sandwich, Fisher? No, I just have a bit of stuffing and uh, in the bread cake. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I, if if I have a Beres, yeah, it's um, pork sandwich and stuffing. I don't really like. I don't actually like Beres sandwiches that much. In all honesty, I prefer to have a sausage sandwich. 
Uh, well, I know you too well. I, I'm starting to think this is a lie because I think you've you've kind of admitted to me that you're you'd go for a sausage sandwich. When actually, I know your favourite sandwich is a cheese sandwich. But that's not really a breakfast sandwich, is it? I mean, no, we're wrong. A cheese sandwich is my favourite. <laughs> but I can categorically deny I am not obsessed with pork. Right. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh... Nice, nice pork um, thing you've just tucked nice. into there, pork pie. Yeah, nice pork pie. That is something I'm going to miss this year. I've been having a look round to see if I can find any uh, vegetarian versions, but not been so successful. I found some good vegetarian sausage rolls, though. Mm. Okay, I think I'm ready Congrats. to... I think I'm ready to... So, oh, get, I've got a few more questions, actually. Uh, how was you after this fall? I mean, could you successfully order you the sandwich you wanted and, and enjoy it, or did it kind of dampen the mood a little bit? Did you get wet? You know, what are the conditions like? Conditions were um, dry, uh, cold. Uh, I cut myself. Oh, sorry. I was just about to I, ask. Uh, I was just about to ask. Was that your review of the berry sandwich? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I hurt my foot, hurt my hands. Um, I was in pain, but I still got my berries. Yeah, of course. And then hobbled back home. Um, and it, yeah, it suppose it. Any damaged it, trousers, like you know, holes in his trousers or anything like that? Grazed wrists. Um, don't think so. I mean, I think there was severe damage to my pride. Did anyone because... see it? And anyone make any gestures or laughs or anything like that? Um, no, I think they were quite they were quite supportive of the fact that I fall over and potentially injured myself. <laughs> um, the, the, no one laughed, which was which was nice. Although they would have been fully entitled to do so because if it happened, it was quite amusing. Um, and yeah, it was just not a very pleasant incident. It could have been catastrophic if a vehicle was coming in the opposite direction. Oh, okay. sorry, it was coming through. Um, I, was, I was kind of going across the road, obviously. Was you and fetching anybody else's sandwich, or was it just your sandwich? I was getting... I was, I was, I'm, that, I'm that nice. I also get a sandwich for my uh, my wife as well. Okay. As long as she gives me three pounds for it, obviously. She'd have been fuming if you'd have dropped it. It's a good mm. job it was on the way into the sandwich shop. Yeah, so it was kind of... Like she had to... She had to, a, a Beres came a bit later because I had to hobble back. Okay. Right, I'm ready to guess, I think. Okay. Struggling a bit, really, to be honest. I've not got any clear... I was kind of thinking in, in, initially that the falling over one wasn't the case. Uh, and I thought, I thought that was a straight-out lie. But I'm starting to think more of quizzed you on it than it might have been real. Uh, although maybe, albeit a bit exaggerated, that it was you, you nearly died sort of thing. Because I know it's a slow road there. Yeah, maybe you know someone might not stopped in time, but the real, the real, the real story is that you could have, you know, if, if it was the other way, you could have dropped a berry sandwich, and that would have been the worst thing to happen. Mm. Just to emphasise that point. The other one about you spending money, too much money, money that you, you know, that you, you know, on charity as well, uh, and it's a good thing, obviously, but you didn't mean to do it. I don't know if you'd own up to that, that you didn't mean to give that much to charity. Um. Do I strike you as the kind of person who would generally give a hundred pounds to charity at Christmas? No, time? but I don't think you know. You don't think yeah. you know up to it that um, you was a sh- a sh- yeah that you was annoyed at the fact you gave so much to charity. I wasn't. I suppose I wasn't massively annoyed. You was annoyed. To, I'd be, yeah, you you've significantly fact- dropped your donations to the Sheffield Children's Hospital, knowing full well that you know ten years ago you donated a hundred pounds. Was it? Hundred pounds, yes. So you you've kind of you've kind of you know then sort of pro rated that for the next ten years, if anything. So have you donated to the Sheffield Children's Hospital since in a similar sort of scheme, similar sort of thing uh, not with for cards, 
not for not for nine years afterwards. Ah, there we go. Out. There we go. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to guess. I'm going to say it's the berry sandwich one. That I had a near death experience getting a sandwich on Christmas Eve. Yep. You'd be correct. Well done. Hey. Thanks, Fisher. Good story. Did you not? I completely and utterly lost control in the middle of the road. Tripped over. There's like a traffic island there, isn't there? Yep. Tripped on the first bit of traffic island. My momentum, because I was kind of like running across the road because there were sort of cars going opposite. So you sometimes have to be quite quick crossing that bit of road, don't you? Because you're on the roundabout. It was a bit quick. Went to jump. Missed time my jump. Kicked the curb. My momentum took me over the island and then took me into the road, at which point I just fell basically <laughs> flat on the floor. Grazed my hands. Seriously hurt my my toes where I basically kicked the curb really hard. Good job it wasn't was cricket season. It was it, Well, good job it wasn't the cricket season. Uh, that's sort of probably best described to my field at times as well. Literally, completely and utterly flat out on the floor. And if there had been a delivery lorry coming in the opposite direction, I would have gone straight underneath it and that wouldn't have been very nice for me. Obviously, a Christmas miracle that there wasn't. So I got up, hobbled into Beres and said... <laughs> Can I have two pork sandwiches, please? <laughs> and then hobbled back home in absolute agony. Well, I, the, the the best thing about this is I found that you would actually eat another sandwich that doesn't have cheese on it, so yeah. there we go. But nonetheless, Merry Christmas. Okay, so time for us to uh, briefly have a look at the news and what's been going on. And obviously, uh, it's all it's all been kind of you know COVID this, COVID that, cancellation that, with it footballs and all those kind of different things. So, a few little things to talk about. What do you want to mention first, Fisher? Uh, I'm sleeping with Port Parish. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a f- you've you've asked me to start so that I can try and pronounce this name that we discussed before we can't pronounce, but is it Gislaine, Gislaine Maxwell and the Jeffrey Epstein thing? It's mm. been in the news. Obviously, yeah. she's been given... Uh, is it? Is it? Is she been? Is she been doing defence now? It's her defence, hasn't it? I think it's been this, this last week or so. Yeah, I believe so. I think she's implicated in this. Um, the defendant, um, Robert Maxwell's daughter, um, as is her correct first name, has it was alleged that she had a much closer relationship with Jeffrey Epstein than has possibly previously been thought of. And one bit of compelling evidence that was given was that Jeffrey Epstein allegedly had a picture of her in the toilet. All right. And I'm just wondering to what extent having a picture of someone when you're going, being able to see a picture of someone when you're going for a dump actually makes that much of a difference. I was going to ask it, was it Exhibit 1 or Exhibit (laughs) 2? Yeah, so it kind of intrigued me slightly. I mean, do you have a picture of anyone in your toilet or? No. Okay. I don't even take, I don't even take, I don't even take toilet selfies like some people do. In fact, the best the, the best picture I've got at me at a toilet is when I was graduating. I've got a picture oh. of me in my graduation gown at a urinal from the back. Obviously, you can't you know it's not an X-rated picture or anything like that. It's just mm. it's the poshest we have ever had, and I thought I wanted it photographed. So you had your gown and cap on just for yeah, just for that moment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Very good. So yeah. Uh, also, uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, went to, was it Windsor Castle, I think, recently, to get knighted. Uh, sadly, uh, as Prince Charles rested the sword on his shoulder, uh, Max Verstappen just shot round and took the knighthood <laughs> himself instead. So that worked out a bit better. 
I mean, did you watch the Formula One? No, I didn't, but I heard about what had happened. I, I think even if I was watching it, I probably wouldn't have understood what had happened. It's just cars going... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. yeah sort of like I, I, I'm not a massive fan of the cars, um, or the Formula One, I think it's a technical loan. And it intrigued me a little bit that, to me, sport, one of the great things is that the best always kind of comes to the top and always wins. It's kind of like the troops of sporting sort of, you know, mentality. The beauty of sport is that the best people win. Um, and that's not saying that Verstappen's not a very good racing driver, but Lewis Hamilton would have won that race were it not for the fact that someone who was driving along in, like, position 12th or something crashed his car into a advertising sign, and therefore they had to slow down. And then the rules were disapplied, or not applied correctly, and that allowed them to kind of have a little one-lap one shootout. It's all well and good saying, let people race. Well, they raced for 51 laps before, and then Hamilton was miles ahead uh, and definitely going to win. So I, as a sports fan who was watching it pretty much, a, a rare occasion of watching Formula One, I found it slightly more confusing than I would have hoped. It didn't, I didn't come away thinking, isn't that great for the sport? Um, so yeah, that was my thoughts on it. <laughs> uh, and I still don't have any because I still don't know what's going on. I kind of roughly get the idea, but yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, he's won quite a few times though, Lewis Hamilton, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, he's seven-time world champion. I think not, so. Not that, Schumacher. not that that means he doesn't, you know, that he doesn't want some. That he, he'll he's happily let someone else win. I understand that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure someone comments on it. Sort of said something along the lines of, "Well, Hamilton's already won seven titles. It'd be nice to let uh, Max Verstappen win one." <laughs> Imagine not if every really sport was like that. I, we, England might have actually won a World Cup or Euros. Well, he did win a World Cup in 1966, but okay, um, yeah, they that might one. have. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure the sort of the true champions are sort of. Well, I've done a bit of enough for winning now, and so I might as well just like pack in for a little bit, let someone else give it, uh, give it a chance. So yeah, that's, uh, that, that was that. Um, on the subject of sports, uh, both intriguing that uh, the new there's well, been new announcements in general, hasn't there, uh, from the government? Boris Johnson. It's you know, I hate to say it, you know, but it's actually gone up in my estimations a little bit. I'm not sure about yourself, what your thoughts are. Uh, is there a joke coming up? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's gone up a bit in my estimations. I mean. This new guidance of you don't have to go into work, but you can go for a pint. I mean, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, true. Good yeah. shout. But some of the new guidance is that if you go into some kind of organised event with more than ten thousand people, um, you have to have a COVID vaccine passport. I mean, this um, is this so is why we cancelled our our sort of live in person arena podcast mm-hmm. episodes and stuff, weren't it? Because we yeah. just knew we wouldn't be able to have that many people watching at once. Yeah. Uh, so what interesting bit was Lincoln, uh, Lincoln City, where they called the football team there. Yep. Well, Lincoln is a city, so yeah, yeah. it makes sense. And Carlisle United. Yep. Uh, both reduced their capacity of their ground to 9,999 to make sure they didn't have any issues with the COVID passports. Very crafty, very clever. So so that's that's good. So that meant that, you know, they could get fans in, get the game going, watch it all last weekend. So how did they go on anyway, this, this match? Who won? Um... Both teams were cancelled due to COVID last weekend. Oh, <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. So that was that was the players coming down with COVID. I'm guessing, or the staff, or whatever. Uh, I'm not too sure. To be fair, it might not necessarily have been COVID at their clubs. It might have been at the opposition's club potentially. I don't know. Um, yep, yeah, television. Um, bit of t- there's been some TV news, haven't there? There's been some TV news. Uh, I don't know if you did watch I Must Let Me Get Me Out of Virgin Bow or not. No, not this year. I watched it last year. I'm not very helpful when it comes to this because I've not watched I'm a Celebrity. I've not watched Strictly Come Dancing. So, 
Sure. Um, you're leaving me a little bit on my own here in the, <laughs> this next section, aren't you, really? Uh, I must celebrity get me out of it was one. You're obviously by... the entertainment correspondent. What, me? Yeah. Dear me. Um, so, yeah, I must celebrity get me out of here uh, was won by the Emmerdale actor Danny Miller, who spent three weeks in a castle in Wales and was therefore declared King of the Castle. Um, Prince Charles, if you're watching, then you know you spent 76 years doing that and you haven't really got there yet. So yeah, that might be something for you to try. <laughs> uh, also, intriguing was I watched Tricky Come Dancing, and it was won by a contestant called Rose Ailing Ellis, who is a deaf contestant, and she's very inspirational. Uh, the manner in which she dances to music that she can't actually hear, the timing that she keeps, rhythms that she, um, the way she dances, absolutely nothing short of unbelievably good um such a talented fantastic dancer and also it was a first anyway because ultimately there were there was meant to be three couples in the final but one of the couples injured their ankle and therefore had to pull out so it was two two couples were left okay. in the final um i can only imagine the strictly come down uh, strictly dancing producers must have spent friday night absolutely cacking themselves at one of the con- other contests that might have come down with the covid related issue at which point there's only one person left in the final which would have been you know <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit one-sided, and but non, non, nonetheless, I'm sure someone would have found a way for Max Verstappen to win it. Um, <laughs> but it intrigued me that she was going against John Waite, who is he won uh, the Great British Bake Off a number of years ago. Okay, and um, he was dancing with another. It was, it was a first uh, all-male couple, him and his partner, and when it got. Um, you know, a bit where they have all the family coming out and saying how proud of them they are and all this sort of stuff. He yeah, did fantastic. Yeah. I was intrigued a little bit that his his partner, non-dancing partner, his actual life partner, so to speak, uh, looked very similar to him. And you just kind of think, that's, I mean, in homosexual couples, I don't, is that a common thing that you got with people that look like you? Maybe. I mean, I mean, obviously, you kind of you. The most important thing is what people's personalities are like, no doubt. But nonetheless, it's a bit weird, isn't it, when you're going out <laughs> and someone looks, looks similar to you? <laughs> well, you know, he, he, he might. That's what he might go for. That's that's you know, you want to look in the mirror. You are a, a good-looking guy. I need someone just like you. That's what he might have been yeah. thinking. Remind me a bit of. I mean, I was watching Top of the Pops and one of these old versions of Top of the Pops. Who are like, um, oh yeah, the ones with Jimmy Savile on him. It, no, they don't. They don't show me Jimmy Savile oh, right, anymore. Okay, do they? Yeah, they have to kind of. They're all edited out. So on BBC Four sometimes you have like an old Christmas edition of um, Top of the Pops. All right, okay. And it got various things on it. And it got, I think, Christmas number one that year. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll try and find out what the year was. But it was basically uh, Lady in Red by Christa Christa Burr, Burr. Yeah, Christa Burr, Lady in Red. I believe it was Christmas number one in nineteen. Was it Christmas number one? I type in Chris, it just comes up with Christy Burr as opposed to Christmas. <laughs> Lady in Red Christmas song, uh, 1986, which I think was the year after Band-Aid. Is it Christmas? Uh, two one? years after Band-Aid, I think. Yes, good point, 2004. One year after Live Aid, which was not actually a Christmas number one. Um, I'm just trying to work out whether it was Christmas number one or not. I don't know. To be fair, I don't really care. But it got Christy Burr on it anyway. And it reminded me of years ago, Chris, Kim uh, watching Stars in the Rise. Yeah, Stars in the Rise. Yeah, quite a decent program. Sort of the X Factor of its day. To be he fair, was probably the it? most famous winner, weren't he? The the Christy Burr lookalike. Christy Burr lookalike. Well, it wasn't look. It was. It wasn't lookalike. It was the soundalike, and that's what mattered. <laughs> Didn't matter what it looked like. It was what they sounded like that was important. I think was there was an thing. element of making them look the same, though, as well. 
They tried to, didn't they? I mean, obviously, to perform, you had to sort of yeah. wear the clothes and generally look a bit similar. It was brilliant. And they had, they had the live grand final, though, didn't they? And yeah. what generally used to happen is, on next year's final, the person who won it, on, on the current final, the person who won it last year came back and sang yeah. as the person who they won it as. It's like the half-time entertainment, you know, when they kind of counting up the votes and all this sort of stuff. So it was a final in whatever year it was. I, I, was he called... It was from Yorkshire, wasn't it? Because he used to like appear on Calendar and Look North and all this sort of stuff and became a bit of a local celebrity. I think he might have been called Ian, but I'm not too sure. Um, <laughs> he brought him back anyway next year and is there singing Christopher, Lady in Red and all this sort of stuff. And what they did is a special kind of... Never seen this happen before on Stars in Their Eyes. They had the actual Christopher <laughs> stood backstage and they kind of put... So Christopher, who was stood backstage, and he like waved to the camera, and like obviously it's got all smoke screens. The thing like sort of flashed up, and he came out. and He started duetting. Christopher started duetting with the person who was singing, <laughs> dressed as Christopher. <laughs> and what was really weird was when Christopher looked at a man dressed as himself and said the line, "Never seen you looking so lovely as you do tonight." <laughs> That's hilarious. So they should bring back stars weird. in your eyes. I reckon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it might be a good one. Didn't? didn't didn't they bring it back? Did they bring it back? It was like a kids. It was Hill. like a kids one, weren't it? Yeah, and maybe Harry Hill did it as well, but I don't know. Bring it back properly, yeah. anyway. Because yeah. they had they had an attempt at doing an X Factor. Well, Simon Cowell brought out a new program here last week called Walk the Line. Right. Okay. Which I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I just bought. He bought some of the back. I mean, <laughs> I think it was people would think, "Ah, oh, it's going to be the new X Factor," and it won't. <laughs> but there we go. Um, so anyway, I've digressed a bit talking about that Christy Burr thing. Um, what else? What else is the gym back? Well, there's been all the stuff about the uh, after work drinks that uh, that uh, the the government were having. Uh, so not just not meeting. just in lockdown uh, last last Christmas, but uh, when they had these infamous alleged Christmas parties, which are being investigated though. That's the good news is they're being investigated, aren't they? That is the good news for sure. Yeah. They got someone to investigate it. Yeah, yeah. So how, how's it going? Well, unfortunately, Jimbo, the person who was investigating it turned out he'd been to one of these Christmas parties himself and therefore had to stand down. All oh, right, okay. I mean, do you not think that it might have been a sensible <laughs> thing? It's like, it's like, like yeah, Boris Johnson, look, I, I need somebody to investigate these bloody parties that apparently took place, you know. Do you mind doing it, pal? Yeah, 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 I'll do it. At that stage, you might have thought Boris Johnson had gone, I might just check to make sure you, you weren't at a party, was you? <laughs> Be your key thing, wouldn't it? Just, just before you say yes, have a thing. You definitely haven't <laughs> been to one, have you? If you have, it makes it look even more stupid. But obviously, it's all rubbish so- anyway, because they weren't parties because they were wearing suits. Well, I think on the photo, there was one person wearing a suit, wasn't there? And that yeah. was Matt Hancock. And the rest the rest looked like they were wearing sort of smart going out shirts, like short-sleeved shirts and mm. like, yeah, they, they didn't like suits, did they? I mean, there was, what, there were about 17 people in that garden? Something like that. We couldn't yeah. have 17 people in our garden. Well, your pub shed's quite popular. Yeah, I couldn't have. I weren't allowed seventeen people round. I weren't allowed anyone round. No. Oh, well, you had to. You had to sort of follow the thing. But the weird, the weird thing is, obviously, they said it was a work meeting. Yeah. And then he said it was. And then Dominic Raab said it was after work drinks. I thought, hang on, you say it was work a minute ago. I mean, what, <laughs> what was it, work or after work? Yeah. And if it was after work drinks, if they, then they, is, is, if it's work, then does that mean they could have claimed for them all the cheese and wine they were drinking? Well, the thing is, you you were allowed after work drinks. Do you, know, yeah. do you know where you had your after-work drinks? At home. At home. Yes. <laughs> Not at work. You worked, and then, if you want to do something afterwards, you did it at home. I mean, yeah. And not in, a, not in an outdoor location. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, the rules are a bit ridiculous at times anyway, but 
Oh, did you see our local MP, by the way? Yes. Who Here tried to the... who tried to justify it by saying uh, it's obviously you know just it's trying to stick up for a government by saying and her party by saying uh, and Boris Johnson obviously saying it's obviously it must be because the rules are too tough that even the people who broke them <laughs> couldn't stick to them <laughs> even yeah. the people who made the rules couldn't stick to them that's not an excuse is it Yeah, I think if that's if that's happening then the problem is more with the people as yeah. opposed to the rules really. Um, but nonetheless, she was one of the very few. Um, Tory MPs who went on to defend Boris Johnson on television, or not defend Boris Johnson, but sort of try and legitimise what happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But he well, also, but let's not, like, you know, let's not forget as well that he's 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 said he's not going to hesitate to bring in any more restrictions if he needs to. Uh, and he said that following a uh, a sort of cabinet meeting, didn't they, where they were considering bringing restrictions in, and they're not quite sure that Umin and Arin about it. But he came out and said they're not going to hesitate. <laughs> About bringing any yes. more restrictions in. Uh, I think um, at the cabinet meeting they weighed up three options uh, in terms of what to do. Uh, there was brie, uh, camembert, <laughs> and cheddar. Um, so I think that's what pretty much. And what happened, ultimately they, they said, Fisher, what? Which do you prefer on a cheese sandwich? So I don't know. I fell over last time I tried to go and get one. Uh, but sticking on the, the coronavirus, Sarah Palin, American sort of politician, weren't she? Uh, Vice presidential candidate in 2008, yeah. I believe. She's uh, dead against the COVID vaccine. She said she'll she'll have the COVID vaccine over her dead body, which, of course, uh, would be pretty pointless and, and too late yeah. by that point. A uh, little bit late, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But- yeah, so I mean, but it's just get—it's just all—it's it's just all getting too much again, and it. We seem to have had like a lot of normality for a while, and then the last few weeks, month or so, with all this, you know, finding out the government's been, you know, breaking all their own rules, and then you know, Omicron coming, you know, as a strong, you know, a variant that's sort of sweeping through, and they're not sure about what the dangers of it are, and the, you know, the boosters. So it's just—it's just getting back to the stage of being all messy and complex, and you know, I just—I just want a little bit of normality, Fisher. Uh, well, England are playing cricket in Australia, and they're getting absolutely battered. Oh, brilliant. So, That's just what I needed to know. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much stuff. back to back to normal on that front. Um, typical England. Uh, they lost the first test um, by about 250, 300 runs. Uh, they battered terribly throughout. So they went and made some changes to the team, uh, changed a couple of bowlers. Yeah, that's the solution to that, <laughs> isn't it? And funnily enough, uh, went to the next test match. Guess what happened? They lost. They lost, yeah, they batted very badly again, <laughs> uh, funnily enough. So, Have you got any sports uh, news to cheer us up? Um, I don't know, have we got any sports news to cheer us up? There's um, been like yes. darts and stuff, haven't there, sir? Yeah, well, two, two good sports news. Is, um, Michael Owen, uh, well, Emma Raducanu, um, <laughs> well, did you, uh, you're giggling here, have you seen the threat? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Emma Raducanu uh, won the sports first out of the year. Michael Owen tweeted, fantastic, um, I won this award when I was 18 years old as well and put a picture of himself. <laughs> And he basically got trolled by pretty much everyone who said, here's a picture of me winning an award for whatever when I was It wasn't even that, was it? Here's a picture of me riding a horse or a donkey yeah. on the beach in 1927 or something. <laughs> there was like really loads of random stuff, weren't there? But uh, yeah. yeah, brilliant. But yeah, my favourite bit of sports news was that the darts is on at the moment. We, we love a bit of darts, don't we? Um, and particularly, I think when the chanting at the darts, actually, the other day, stand up if you hate Boris and everyone stood up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Great to see the darts is kind of the... The heartbeat of our moral compass, <laughs> but also what what intrigued me a bit is though Raymond Van, Van Barneveld, a well-known Dutch darts player, was playing, and the camera 
panned to the audience where Van Barneveld's wife and the manager were sat. And guess what the manager... And I think the commentator had probably been waiting all day <laughs> for the camera to pan towards Raymond Van Barneveld's manager because his manager has got quite an amusing name. Do you know what it is, Jimbo? I have no idea, but I'm sure I'm going to find it funny. Very mind you, Dutch. He's called Ben D. Cock. Brilliant. Ben D. Cock. <laughs> Okay, for sure. So, uh, I, uh, so I kind of got a bit of a, I've got a, it's a bit of a show and tell, but it's not really a show and tell. Uh, but it did lead on to me getting a bit of a quiz to you. And this quiz I'm going to do for you is about random, very strange celebrity products, celebrity endorsed products. So products where celebrities have kind of stuck their own face and name to it and stuff like that. And the idea came from a Christmas present that I've got my granddad, which I was going to do as a bit of a show and tell, uh, have I bought this for someone or have I bought this for somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realised, I decided not to do it because it wasn't quite as random as I thought it originally was. But this is what I've got my granddad. If you want to tell listeners uh, what, what it is I'm holding up. Uh, so that is Stephen Mulhern's Astonishing Magic... Well, it's a, a, it looks like a magic trick box with Stephen Mulhern's yeah. kind of endorsement on it. Did you know Stephen Mulhern was a magician? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how we out. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I, was, I found I it... I, I had no idea. I thought he was just the idiot who replaced Anton Deck when he needed to. No, no. Do you not find it a bit weird that it looks like a bit of a combination of both Ant and Deck? Yeah, it is strange, isn't it? Um, but this yeah, is... But this, he's, I never knew he was a magician until, like, today, basically, before I did this, and then I realised that this wasn't as random as, 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 as an endorsement as I thought it was. Still a very random gift to give to an 84-year-old man, 85-year-old man. Yeah, and also, I don't want to break it to you, Jimbo, but I think you announced on this podcast not too long ago, your granddad had sadly passed away. It's the other one. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, I got my granddad that for Christmas, uh, which obviously it's not Christmas yet, um, so I probably ruined it for him. Well, I would have if he'd know how to use the internet and listen to us, and he doesn't, and he'll never, ever, ever hear this. So that's absolutely fine. Do you not, do you not try and buy him a present that he might, you know... Use. No, he'll love it. He's been trying to do magic tricks to, you know, grandkids and great-grandkids and stuff. Yeah. So I thought, as a joke, I'll get him an actual magic set so he can practice. And he's really hard to buy for anyway. He'll probably moan about it, but never mind. So I like to do mind control, really, for my magic. Oh, yeah. I think I'm quite... I'm all right, I'm all right actually. I mean, so um, go on, Jimbo. Think, think of a number between 1 and 100. Uh, oh, yeah, don't, 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 don't do one of these don't, maths don't, tricks that, that just don't, add up. Don't tell me what it is, though. 97. No, don't tell me what it is. <laughs> okay. So think think of another number that's now not 97. It, can it be a decimal? Yeah. Yeah. Can it? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. And now I want to add one to that number. Yeah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And now I want you to take away the number you were thinking of originally. Oh, I can't do... Yes, go on. Okay. I'm going to try and... <laughs> I, think, I think the number you're now thinking of is one. Well done. Right? Congratulations. Well done. You. Very good. You know what? You need to get your own magic set. Endorsed magic set. Right. Are you Waste ready, then? So this is, this, these are uh, strange 
endorsements, uh, like celebrity products, basically. Okay, so you've got on each question, you've got is it this or is it this? Which one's real? Which one's fake? Okay, so number one, Trump stakes or George W. Bush golf socks? Which one is the real product? So Trump stakes was going to be Donald Trump, and stakes is in you know the kind of thing you put on a George Foreman grill. For the kind of thing I don't eat anymore yet. Yeah. Um, Unless it's made of halloumi or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that or George W. Bush golf? George W. Bush liked playing golf, didn't he? He did. I think famously once gave an interview on a golf course and said, "We're really concerned about what's happening in Afghanistan and Iraq." Now, what we want to take is drive and smash, <laughs> them, smash a golf ball. And that said, to be fair, I mean Trump rather blew him out of the water with that times he went and played golf, didn't he? Um, so Trump stay. Trump did a lot of stuff, didn't he? I don't have you got have you got anything else that's Trump related in this by the way? Uh no I haven't. Okay. So I know that he sponsored his own cycling race once, years and years ago. Um Trumpster. Now I'm gonna say George Weaver's golf socks. And you would be wrong. Trump stakes did exist. Um they got discontinued after a short amount of time because nobody bought them. I mean you know you're not gonna look at a stake in a shop that says Trump stakes and buy it, are you? Thought so now. I mean, makes you wonder what kind of trumpet it is, really. Yeah. So, anyway. Number two, the Rock Gas Barbecue Grill or Hulk Hogan Thunder Mix Food Blender. So, the Rock is in Dwayne Johnson? Yep. Or? Both wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. Um, you said Gas Barbecue and Grill? Yep. Oh, Hulk Hogan and Food, but it's like some kind of Nutribullets type thing. Yeah, to like blend so, yeah. protein and like protein mm. shakes and stuff like that. Mm. I'm just trying to think which one would be more. I think both quite feasible. I don't know if The Rock particularly claimed to be big on his meat. If you smell what um, The Rock is cooking. Good point. Yeah, of course. Or with a great tagline for it. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I think I, I thought I'm going to say Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Well, you'd be right because nobody could smell what The Rock was cooking because they all had COVID at the time, obviously. And yes. uh, Hulk Hogan, yep, yeah, that is correct. Well done. He did have a, his own food blender. Uh, you've got a food blender. Have I got a food blender? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I, got one last, got... I got one last Christmas. Got mixed okay. results. Got mixed results, really. Hey. Uh, thank you. Very good. Uh, next then, either ACDC Ladies Perfume or a Kiss Coffin. A Kiss Coffin? You thought ACDC were better at making electrical items, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because <laughs> Ladies Perfume. I mean, I don't know if you've got any more celebrity perfume things in there, but there's a lot of people who have celebrity perfumes. More celebrity perfume questions at all? Nope, don't think so. I think, I think, I think my favourite one um, for celebrity perfumes years ago. Yeah, at one point, every, everyone was releasing a perfume. I mean, I know you once released a scent, didn't you? But you of tried course. to blame it on a dog or something, I think. Didn't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, my favourite one was Stephen Gerrard's wife, Alex Curran, released her own perfume. All right. I think literally probably no one knows who she is, other than the fact that she's Stephen Gerrard's wife and was probably a, a very vaguely known bag at one point. So ACDC perfume. Any idea what it smells like? Is there any details on there? Uh, it just says ladies perfume. Okay. Um, or a kiss coffin, which is probably you thought. Sorry, probably a bit more on brand with what Kiss did. I mean, they could have given you a kiss of life to try and make sure you didn't have yeah. to wear a coffin. Yeah. Uh, it was a strange one, the ACDC perfume, because um, they used to they they, they 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 couldn't get it into many shops. They used to put it into try and get it into many stores as they could, and one of the only places they could get it in was the camping shop Blacks. Uh, it sold out pretty quickly in there, but then uh, they released a statement saying, "Oh, we've got some more. It's back in Blacks." 
Thank you. That was terrible. Yeah, very good. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say ACDC perfume. And you would be wrong. A kiss coffin. So yeah, they, they actually got their own kiss coffin, which was all like you know with all their branding on it and everything like that. Mm. And they brought a couple of different generations of it out as well. So it was it was something that was existed for a couple of different times during uh, their sort of the period of where they were promoting mortuary mem- memorabilia and stuff. Yeah, sounds uh, sounds absolutely terrible to me. <laughs> I, won't, I won't be seen dead in it. <laughs> Very good. Um, next then, One Direction Monopoly or Jedward Hair Gel? Ooh, about quite feasible, aren't they? One Direction Monopoly. Yeah. Um, isn't it a bit strange that there's no there aren't sort of more than one game sort of where you have to go and own property around London. It's almost they have got a bit of a monopoly over that particular yeah <laughs> um, particular marketplace, doesn't it? Um, Jedward Hair Gel. I mean, they're quite well known for their excessive hairstyle that sticks up. I'm sure one time on St. Patrick's Day you used to be able to get like a Jedward type um, wig with your St. Patrick's Day uh, hats and what have you. Uh, one day, one day, I know that for Monopoly you have you can get Monopoly editions for various places, can't you? You should be able to get like a Sheffield edition for yeah. it, and you know, you can buy Hillsborough, Bramall Lane, Sheffield Arena, and all this sort of stuff. Um, I've never seen it for bands and for that kind of thing. I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably like a Coronation Street version of Monopoly as well, and that kind of thing, but I, I, I'm not aware of it. But it'd be a bit weird as well, wouldn't it? I mean, would it, what would you like to sort of say? Harry Styles, he's like your Mayfair, he's like the popular one, but <laughs> if you want that one from Doncaster, he's yeah, like... I suppose the... it could be the different songs and stuff like that, couldn't it? Could Maybe. be, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. But you, I'm, I'm... Like, like in every game in Ropley, you can only go in one direction around the board as well. Of course, yeah. That's a good point, I've not thought of that way. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's the Jedward hair gel. And you would be... Wrong again. No. There was a one direction Monopoly. Having a shocker. Number five, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina-scented candle, or Mo Farah car air freshener. Oh, I know, I, I know this. I was going to actually mention this at the start <laughs> when you talked about celebrity endorsements. And now I, I think, yeah, I think actually it is true. I mean, I've, I remember talking about it last year, and yeah, it's the Gwyneth Paltrow vagina-scented candle. <laughs> Did we talk about it on here? Um, possibly, and it's the kind of thing we would talk about probably. <laughs> Mo, Mo Farah scented car. I mean, car air freshener. Yeah, he runs everywhere. Yeah, he didn't have a car. No, no well, he's, you know, you might laugh, but it, you know, they did sort of, you know, his management team did discuss this idea with him, and uh, Mo Farah wanted to run with the idea, but obviously no one could keep up with him, so never happened in the end. Oh dear. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Next set. Yeah, we don't want to discuss the Poultry Vagina Smelling <laughs> Candle, do we? Yeah, because it was actually called This Smells Like My Vagina. That's what the actual candle said on it. What, did it, what other scents would you possibly describe it as smelling like? I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't got the candle. <laughs> Make a great secret Santa gift, wouldn't it, if it were cheap enough? Yeah. Oh, well, not for you. You, could just, you. you wouldn't mind spending 100 quid on it. How much it retail for? I'm not sure. We know. That, that could be the other quiz. How much did they sell for? Next set, yeah. number six. Hansen Um Hops Beer or Graham Norton's Lucky Charm Cereals? Hmm. Well, I think kind of your own alcohol brand is quite popular now, isn't it? Yeah. 
well, I don't know if it's going to come up, but I think Graham Norton's got his own wines. Has he? I believe so. I think Kylie Minogue has as well. Um, if you've been in the yeah, Astrid and seen to, any of those. If you have too many of them, you end up spinning around. Hey. Um, Can't get so those hangovers out of your head. I think I've done. Yeah. Um, Hansen. Um, uh, the beer was called um, um, Pop. Um, um, hops. hops. Yeah. Which is a play on um, Pop. Yeah. Hansen's best known song and probably only known song, to be fair. <laughs> hey, they had Penny and Me. That were a decent one. Okay. Uh, I can't think of any more. It wasn't one like you, 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 The Guiding Star or something like Possibly, that. Possibly, yeah. I think they, they came back a bit later on when they were a bit older, didn't they? I think they tried to, you know. They had a little bit of a resurgence, yeah. yeah. When, when was that number one? 25 years ago, do you reckon? Possibly. Yeah. Um, I vaguely got some recollection... Oh, it's probably going to be wrong anyway now, but I've said this. But I vaguely got some recollection of Hansen being involved in endorsing a beer. So I'm going to say, mm, hops. Well done, you're right, yeah. That's real. Next then, Anton Deck shin pads or JLS condoms? So you can Anton Anton Deck shin pads or JLS condoms? Right. Obviously, both forms of protection. Yeah, yes. I I genuinely thought you'd said something else first up for Anton Deck. (laughs) Um, Shin pads. I mean, that neck aren't particularly known as football players. <laughs> that's not that's not to necessarily say that JLS are known as people who are well known for having protected sex or unprotected <laughs> sex. Um, why would Anton Deck do shin pads? I mean, they do the soccer aid stuff, don't they? We're they on the ball. The, we're on the ball, yeah. We're on the ball. Um, obviously, JLS did some condoms that were called we're on the ball, and so I think you put them on wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, I think that I don't think I, I don't think Ant Deck would do shimpas, but I, again, JLS could do condoms. There's four of them, so they might come in different, <laughs> four different brands, flavors, whatever. So yeah, I'm gonna say JLS condoms. Yeah, well done. I, I thought you might have sort of vaguely remembered this one as well, because yeah, the condoms were a, a huge success, of course, the JLS condoms until they split. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic. Anyway, next then. Mick Jagger coffee machine against the Bill Wyman metal detector, which is real. Um, do we have any details of the Mick Jagger coffee machine? Uh, um, no, no, not other than, yeah, you know, it was a good coffee machine. They suggested using brown sugar, obviously, yeah. uh, with the coffee. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, I had one of those, actually. Wasn't very impressed. Couldn't get any satisfaction. Hey. Right, um, <laughs> wow. Couldn't start it up. Yeah, um, I yeah, I don't know much about Mick Jagger other than just obviously he's Mick Jagger. I don't think he's particularly a big fan of coffee. Bill Wyman, metal detectors could be again. It sounds like the kind of strange thing that pop star might get into metal detecting. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Bill Wyman metal detector. And you would be correct. Well done. Yep. I'm not sure what, what the reasoning was behind that, but yeah, he had his own metal detector. Uh, Did you ever watch that programme, Detectorist? No, I've heard it's very good, though. I want to watch it. With, yeah, uh, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Crook, Crook yeah. yeah. And, oh, I cost his name now, to- Toby Jones, is it, I think, possibly in there? Um, I, remember, I remember hearing something about it a few years ago that, I don't know if I might have had this as a quick question once, actually, but um, they once, there was once some people who, who thought that they'd uncovered sort of like a ancient ruin 
um, because they got the metal detectors out and sort of like happened upon this. It turned out it was just like some things that had been left over from a TV show, Detectorists, <laughs> and they left it in the field and it was kind of, they just like dug that up itself. That's funny. Um, number nine then, Socks the Cat video game, which was Bill Clinton's White House cat, or Larry the Downing Street cat, Cat Bandana. Mm-hmm. Well, we were going to take this opportunity to mention your light cat. Yeah, I didn't realise this, uh, but yeah, uh, Socks the cat is was also a famous cat, not my cat. My cat sadly uh, was 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 put to sleep uh, the other week, unfortunately. As he just, he was all right. You know, well, he wasn't all right. Obviously, that's why we didn't put to sleep. <laughs> but he was, uh, he was all right up until his, it, up until one day we got up and he wasn't so well. Uh, we took him to the vets, and yeah, they said he'd uh, he'd kind of he was on his way. So said so the kindest thing to do was put him to sleep, and he's obviously been around a long time. Had him eighteen years in total. Uh, recently had his eighteenth birthday. So yeah, that's that's what happened to Soxer Cat. Rest in peace, Soxer Cat. But not not Bill Clinton's a... cat. That's not not to be confused with Bill Clinton's White House cat. Yeah, he, he didn't have an eighteenth birthday party, did you? Just had some cheese and wine. After yeah, work. of course. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um... He was in his tuxedo. Because he was a tuxedo yeah. cat sort of thing. Yeah. Black and white, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I, I think maybe in homage to your wonderful cat, it will be Socks the Cat. Well done, correct, yep. Yeah, and it's a video game. Uh, and then finally, number 10, Chris Eubank Filofax or Muhammad Ali Cockroach Traps. Oh, right, okay. Chris Eubank Filofax. I mean, Filofax was popular in the 80s, weren't they? Did you ever have, did you have a fun fax? Uh, yeah, I think I did. Were they like a kids' version or something? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, had, I had a spy one. It was brilliant. Yeah, you could kind of you bought like a, a ring binder and you got your own little sort of books that cost like three quid and you put them in there. and did like puzzles and you did sort of various things to yeah. what it was fun. Yeah, that you put away in your little ring binder. Um, you still got yours, haven't you? I've no idea. What I, I'm assuming they probably ended up in a landfill site somewhere along the lines, or maybe recycled. Who knows? Um, as were Ph- Philofax was popular with the 80s businessman, Yuppies, or yeah, Del Boy in that episode where he falls to the bar. I think he was into that sort of scene talking about Philofaxes, wasn't he? Um, or Muhammad Ali cockroach traps, which I don't really know why we're particularly... I, I can imagine Chris Eubank might be the kind of person who might use a Philofax. <laughs> I don't know if um, Muhammad Ali is particularly popular for catching cockroaches. Or having any kind of cockroach-related incidents, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say that I'm going to say it's Chris Eubank Firefax. And you are wrong. Yep, he had a a, a cockroach trap thing, and it was it was something that they went with it because it was all about the slogan about fighting the bugs and stuff like that. So you know, defeating what, defeating the bugs. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something about fighting them or something. So that's oh. why they use Muhammad Ali. So yeah, there you go. Fair Enjoy is, that. Is, is, was was the cockroach was going to float like a butterfly and sting like <laughs> a bee? So Muhammad Ali better catch it or something. Possibly. Yeah. Well, we go. very good. Thank you very much. Good, good quiz. Very Christmassy. <laughs> We're very Christmassy. I've got a Christmas tree. I'm wearing a Christmas tree. Uh, the way the, the way the light sort of shines on the middle of that gold star gives like a white stripe down. So it looks like you've got some kind of weird island flag on your head. <laughs> it's the Irish Christmas um, special. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you can tell I'm struggling a bit with my cold. Uh, I really need to blow my nose. This is not great. So, 
Uh, I hope everybody has a great Christmas and a happy new year. We'll uh, we'll 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 come back with some sort of uh, like quiz of the year sort of thing, aren't we? We're planning sort of thing, uh, and yeah. a couple of bits in the new year maybe too. Uh, so get ready for that. Yeah, with possibly or hopefully trying to do something between Christmas and New Year and, and other episodes would be good. Yeah. Um, I know kind of we've been doing sort of every other week, but it'd be good to get back onto every week sort of that week between Christmas and New Year. And to be fair, we might be locked down soon again anyway, so we might be back to doing weekly podcasts. Exactly. Who knows? Um, we hope you enjoyed our episodes so far this year. Albeit we're not actually doing the last one of the year just yet, so we'll leave the end of year stuff until the next episode. I mean, what a way, what a way to end. People are already worried and disappointed and a bit sad and a bit apprehensive about the the worry about and concern over another lockdown. And then you've just said, look, if there's another lockdown, we might end up doing an episode every week. <laughs> I tell you what, you've just ruined people's Christmases, Fisher. We've, we've we've now been recording these episodes, I think, for two years in terms of video recording. Yeah. That was episode 50 that we did, 108, so we've done, what, 60, uh, well, yeah, just under 60 episodes in two years, which is a fair old effort, you know, we've yeah, done yeah. that bit to, to entertain and keep people, uh, keep things busy, keep things going. Um, so I was like, we hope everyone has a good Christmas, but for some people, Christmas isn't the most enjoyable time of the year, so if that's you, then we hope you have as comfortable a time as possible, and uh, yeah, yeah, who knows what's going to happen in the coming weeks. Uh, but we wish everyone all the very best. And thank you very much, Jimbo. I hope you have a great Christmas. You, you too, enjoy Fisher. It. It's, real, it's a real shame we haven't had a chance to have like a Waste of Web Space podcast um, Christmas get-together. But, oh well. Um, I'm sure we can arrange something we in can. the new year. That's, we can. That seems to be everyone's response to everything at the moment. <laughs> Do it in the new year. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye for now. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.